0: My name is Dean, and welcome to Underdog Theology, a live YouTube show airing every Monday where we talk about theology, church, and culture. Now let's get into it. Welcome back to Underdog Theology. How's everybody doing? I hope you're doing super great. I hope this Monday is treating you so well that you're just like, it's perfect. It's perfect, Dean. It's a perfect Monday. That's great. For me, not so much. It's it's been a frustrating weekend as long as far as theology goes. Okay. As far as what's happening out there in theology, it's been a frustrating week. You know, I found out some things. I found out some things about the gospel coalition and some of your guys's relationship with the gospel coalition in that you don't have one. <laughs> You're just like, what? I don't, I don't care about these guys. Well, Today, we're going to be talking about some stuff going on with them, but also taking a broader look at why what happened at the Gospel Coalition this past week has an effect on me, and probably you, and probably others who are trying to live their Christian lives and also be someone who lives in 2023 and does things online. Like, we all do things online, and... uh seems that some people don't really want us to, and uh, so we're going to be talking about that, but first, right off the bat, I want to make sure that we, you know, as, as the channel grows and as we have more and more influence, you know, look at us, us mighty underdogs having so much influence in the world and doing things like getting sponsors. So today we're going to take a look at our first sponsor. Here we go. And today's sponsor is the Tim Keller Center for Cultural Apologetics. We're here to help you navigate life's toughest issues like politics, sex. What's the holdup? I can't read that. Just read it. No. Come on. You put moist in here. You know what? Today's sponsor is you guys. Thanks to everyone who's been giving over this last month, donating to my PayPal, Everything has gone right back into the channel. Like, for example, this new microphone is because of you gracious, generous individuals. And if you would like to help me improve the quality of this show, you can go down into the description of this video. There's a link to my PayPal and you could donate. This is the last week that I'll be talking about it until the next fundraiser in like six months or whatever. But thanks to everyone who's given. And if you want to give, that's probably the best way to do it. Anyways, let's get back to the show. Read the script. I'm not going to read it. That guy was so pushy, by the way. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That guy needed to calm down. All right. So we're going to be taking another look at what's going on with those guys with the Gospel Coalition and this beautiful union book. If you are unfamiliar with what's been going on, maybe you didn't watch any of my videos. That makes me a little bit sad. But maybe you didn't watch the videos from last week. And I get it. I'm learning about YouTube. I, I think people matter more than organizations on YouTube. But, anyways, if you didn't watch those, uh, there was a kerfuffle that happened because TGC decided to put out an excerpt from an upcoming book from one of the guys at the Keller Center for Cultural Apologetics. This new, I don't even know what to call it. Is it a ministry? It seems like another branded arm of the Gospel Coalition. Because it seems to, at least to me, you know, this is just me, it seems to kind of do the exact same thing as the Gospel Coalition. But anyways, one of those guys, Joshua Butler, he wrote a book called Beautiful Union that's coming out with Multnomah. Um, water something press now. I think they kind of had a merger of some kind. Um, but they're they're putting out this book called Beautiful Union, which is about... It's about sex. It's It's, it's about... you you, marriage and stuff. And, uh, well, the, the article that they put out like this little excerpt from like the first chapter, uh, was very troubling, very troubling, had a lot of language that I thought was, I mean, it was pretty explicit. And, uh, so we read that last week We put warnings and stuff like that. We're not going to dive into the details of all of that today. Mostly I want to look at the reactions to that. And how some people are basically being like, it was too much. And uh, th- some people are even saying it's worse than the article itself. Uh, let's, let's take a look at what the Gospel Coalition had to say for themselves. So uh, they decided to put out this, this statement. So they had a couple different attempts at trying to handle this with PR. Uh, The first was to just delete the tweet, (laughs) you know, like, and that's, I had a rant last week, go and watch it. I'm probably going to try to stay away from ranting today, just try to handle some things in a little bit more of a focused direction, but you know, I stand by everything that I said there, so you can go and watch that at another point here, Um, but the idea of just deleting things and not having conversation is very troubling to me. I don't like that at all. I prefer things like this, statements that come out from organizations and tell you, all right, here's what we were thinking, and here's what happened, and here's what we're going to do about it. I appreciate that. So this is coming from, uh, let me, yeah, Julius Kim, uh, who is the president of the Gospel Coalition. Uh, He decided to say this, uh, dear readers, thank you for your feedback on the Keller Center's book excerpt. From Joshua Butler, posted on March 1st, 2023. And thank you for your patience while we took time to listen to our critics and the serious objections uh, from concerned fellows, as well as discuss this matter with our board of directors and care for our friend, Josh. So a lot packed into here. Um, You know, there were people who were upset, uh, and I was one of them. Of saying like, hey, you guys should handle this. You should do something about this. And they took their sweet time dealing with that. And so I think right here, thank you for your patience. Is you know we know that it took a long time, but they are apparently had some kind of conversations uh, with the board of directors, with Josh, the the author himself, and concerned fellows. I think that's super important because. Like I said in my rant on, I think it was Friday, um, or maybe it was maybe it was Thursday, I don't know. Um, but this wasn't just like me, okay? It wasn't just like people like us who like have YouTube videos and we watch those, or we go onto Twitter and we tweet things, or we go onto Facebook and we say things and just kind of live our lives online, and we're not pushing out books, we're not speaking at conferences, things like that. Uh, it wasn't just people like us who pushed back against this article. It was like all of Christian internet people, like everyone who's online basically pushed back, except for a few people. A few people decided uh, to take it upon themselves to try and defend this ridiculous excerpt. And it was ridiculous. I'm not saying the guy was ridiculous. We'll get into that more in a little bit. Um, but also it was theologians some people who actually are part of the keller center took umbrage with what josh butler put out there uh so you can go onto twitter you can find different people uh who spoke out against this thing i'm sure if you're familiar with this stuff you've seen it you've seen a whole bunch of this kind of stuff Uh, but it wasn't just people on the outside it was people on the inside as well on the inside And uh, they they decided to, you know, protest, basically. Uh, And earlier this week, we accepted Josh's resignation. Wow. As a Keller Center fellow, he will no longer lead an online cohort with the center, nor speak at TGC 23. While he will no longer participate in these events, Josh remains a beloved brother and friend whom we respect and care deeply about. Um I don't know of anyone who is calling for this. All right, I certainly wasn't. Uh what I was saying is pull the article and apologize and uh the vast majority of people that I saw online who were upset about this article as they should have been. Enough of this, like there are some people who's starting to get into the rant part. I'm I'm passionate about this. Um there, there are some people who are just like, oh, it's just an academic article. You know, we get these all the time. And uh, it's, it's not that big of a deal. So you guys need to all calm down. This stuff happens, and we work it out as academics. We'll, we'll talk about that, because there was someone tweeting something to that effect. Um, but come on. Like, it was, it was a really gross article that talked about Jesus, you know, our Lord and Savior, and really, really just down. I would I would say it's dirty, dirty kind of language. And I don't think it's appropriate for the second person of the Trinity to be talked in that way. And it went far beyond what anything in scripture gives us for metaphors of Jesus and his church. Um, but yeah, so like there, there were people that were saying like, pull it. I think the book should be pulled. The book is still coming out, y'all. Uh, apparently, they thought it was going to be a huge hit, and so they they printed the crap out of this thing. <laughs> it's they thought it was going to be a major major hit for Multnomah, uh, and you know, especially having the backing of Gospel Coalition and all of that. I'm again, I I don't know. Maybe you know, it's not like I read every single Gospel Coalition article, but I don't know of any other article that had like that much promotion as having like, hey, here's the first chapter of my book, and this really like tied together book promotion with the Gospel Coalition. I don't know that, uh, but maybe this, that's like the regular, uh, it's not something I've seen at least before. So they they thought this thing was going to be a hit, and it obviously isn't. So I think it's probably too late. They're not going to backpedal anymore. They're already probably going to lose a ton of money on this project. Um, but I think that the book should be pulled. I think it. Uh, I think it should. And it's not to say that Josh is a terrible person. It's not to say that he should never write again. It's that this book is bad. It's just straight up bad. And bad books from a good publisher shouldn't exist. Sorry. Like I. I don't know why that's like <laughs> so so controversial. But maybe. Publishers should put out good books. And if there's something bad, maybe they should catch it in the editing process. Editing. Where's the editors? Um, But I don't know anyone who's calling for Josh's resignation from the Keller Center. I know a lot of people were just like, well, I'm done with the Keller Center and I'm done with the Gospel Coalition and I respect it. Um, But I don't know of anyone who's like, you know what? This guy should be fired and never have to work or never get to work right ever again. You know, like I don't know anyone who sounds like that first off and I don't know anyone uh, who, who was promoting that. So I think this was a guy who put out his work, thought it was good. No one obviously told him it was bad, which is really a failure of your friends, right? Like if I put out a video and maybe I have, maybe like I'm, I'm someone on the internet, right? So I put out stuff And if you guys are all like, this is garbage, like maybe I would listen to that, but you guys don't do that. Now there's like crazy wackadoos and everyone over with John MacArthur's camp and all of that who constantly tell me that kind of stuff, but they're over there. But my friends, if they were to tell me like, bro, that that video was awful, I would think about whether I should put that out. And whether like if I came up with an idea and I ran it through them and they they were like oh that's a terrible idea don't ever do that you're gonna get killed for it if you put it online you know I would I would think through that but his friends didn't do that for him and Multnomah really failed him too of not saying hey this is this is really bad wait you talk about Jesus in what way in the first chapter you know there there are people let's stop for a second and look over here of um rich. The Lotus? I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. He has a lot of followers, though. Uh, he's a pastor, speaker, person. I don't really know who he is. I'm sorry. Not on my radar. All right. Uh, but he, he made a statement uh, and retracted his endorsement. And there was a bunch of that this weekend of people who I'm assuming are his friends because they're doing him the favor of endorsing the book, uh, just running for the hills on this thing. Uh, But look at this. I was invited to endorse Josh's book by a mutual friend. I agreed to the favor, but in poor judgment, read only 25%, 25 to 30% of it. A hard lesson for me regarding future endorsements or just ethics. As I didn't read the portion that was posted by TGC, I found much of what I read to be pastoral and nuanced and in good faith Wrote my endorsement. Here's the thing. Like anyone who even speed reads knows, you read the first couple chapters and the last couple chapters. You want to see how the argument is built up. And then you read some of the portions in between. And then you read the conclusion. That's how anybody reads like speed reads something. Or at least, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm crazy for thinking that's a normal thing. I find it really weird to not read the first chapter. (laughs) Like, uh, I know obviously this, this is a huge problem that we're seeing just in like the Christian publishing world. Like there are people and like tons of people, Joe Thorne was talking about it of, you know, he reads everything that he endorses. And sometimes that even means that he can't endorse something because he didn't get to finish it. Um, (laughs) but like he was saying, like a lot of people don't. And a bunch of people on Twitter, um, who maybe have written, maybe haven't, I don't know, but they took it upon themselves to tell me that that's normal. I already knew that, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that that's a normal thing for Christian writers to go out and endorse other people's books without having read them. Think about that. Think about the stupidity of that. It's very foolish because, once again, st- something like this can happen where you, you are now linked to someone else's writing, but also think about the ethics of that. That's lying. Like I read this and this is great. This is, this is going to change everything. And there were people that were writing like, um, uh, Sheila Grigor. I was, uh, get so nervous about saying her last name, <laughs> but, but she, she put out like a list of people in their endorsements and, it was like shocking to see what some people were saying about this book, but this is a failure of friendship or at least professionalism uh, of not talking to someone and saying, Hey, this is your first chapter has a lot of issues And anyone. If all of the internet got together and were like, we agree, this is not good. Then anyone who read this thing, who actually read it, you would hope would be like, there's something. But maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it took everyone getting upset for them to actually look at it a little bit deeper. Um, But that's troubling as well. But I don't know anyone who was calling for his resignation. Uh, And he won't be speaking at this cohort, which was really focused on this book, so that makes sense. Uh, And then not speaking at TGC 23. So there's this distancing that is happening. And they're saying, like, we still care about this guy. We love this guy. Um, but he's not going to be doing anything with us. Which is... <sighs> I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest, because at, at one point, it's like, well, good. Like, I don't think that... Like, this guy needs to learn some things, at least in this topic. You know, I don't know. Maybe he goes and writes about soteriology, you know, and does some great work there. But obviously, right here with this topic, he he doesn't there's there's some issues there's some issues on this topic for him and teaching so i think it's good to like shut all that teaching on this topic down but it kind of feels like they're just like throwing him out and i don't think that's what people online were wanting like i know that because i saw the tweets i tweeted some of those things and i think that a lot of people were just saying like hey pull the article cancel the book and uh you know apologize But they took it upon themselves to go way further. Uh, To our fellows and our readers, please forgive us. So a good apology. The Keller Center for Cultural Apologetics is a new effort by TGC. And we are still learning how to work with our directors and our fellows to produce content that will serve our readers in a way that is trusted and wise. (sighs) Okay, that works for someone like me. (laughs) Like, It's a one-man shop here. Like uh, I'm the one who turns on all the lights. I make the thumbnails. I make the content one man shop, um, gospel coalition. (laughs) And especially the Keller center for cultural apologetics. Do you guys see like that intro video? There's like a thousand dudes, not a lot of ladies, but a thousand dudes. (laughs) And, And, um, like, I think that you would have had that figured out by now. You're the gospel coalition. So that's just, that's just bizarre to me. We're still learning how to work with our directors and our fellows to ensure greater accountability with our fellows. We will develop better review systems for our work together. I'm assuming that means actual, <laughs> actual reviews. Cause again, the whole internet said no thanks to this thing. We will also review our publication processes more broadly at TGC I think that's more speaking to the endorsements at TGC and develop plans to ensure a greater accountability to you and our readers. Again, thank you for your patience with us at TGC. We want to provide a venue for healthy dialogue and robust debate on important matters that affect us all. We want to model grace-filled conversations and we want to learn from one another. In this case, we failed you. We failed you. You trusted me and I failed you. We failed you and hurt many friends. Thank you in advance for your continued prayers for Christ and his gospel. Julius Kim, president of the Gospel Coalition. So I think it's a good apology. I just think they went too far with it. And the problem with them going a little too far with uh, like punishments, uh, uh, I don't know what else to call it, consequences uh, for for this article, is that people are now saying like, that's the internet's fault like that that's all of christian twitter's fault they're the ones who did this they canceled joshua butler how could they do this these awful terrible human beings who get behind their keyboards and they just type all kinds of mean vile evil things like don't talk about jesus that way (laughs) like no like the internet didn't make this happen okay They didn't choose these consequences. They didn't choose whether Joshua Butler was going to step down from his position at the Keller Center. He resigned himself. All right. The Internet didn't do this. The Internet said this is jacked up and something should be done about that. But the consequences, that's the Gospel Coalition. They chose to do that. So don't, if you're one of those people who are like, Well, you know, this is what happens when you cave, when you cave into the Twitter mobs, they're just going to want it all. They're going to, they're going to go for the throat every single time. It's never going to be good enough. It would have been good enough for them just to pull the article and apologize. That would have been good enough. An extra step is to uh, stop the book from coming out. That probably won't happen at this point because all the money tied into it. Um, I mean, if you go to Multnomah, whatever, I forget the name of the publisher. It's like water or something, Multnomah. I just know it as Multnomah because of all the Desiring God books and all that. Um, but um, if you go onto their website, it's still the banner on the on the top page. So to my knowledge, it's still coming out. Um, but a lot of people decided, okay, if this is how we're going to react to things, Let's talk about that. And that's what I want to discuss for the rest of the show. Um, but before I do that, I do want to say hi to people who are here. Um, let's see. Uh, Laurel says Rod Dreher uh, thinks a mob didn't support Josh adequately and quoted Chrysostom uh, in the theology of the body model, making perfect sense with Josh's writings. Ugh. Yeah, Dre would probably say something like that. <laughs> um so let's see. Uh Jack is here. Hey Jack. Uh yeah, def you definitely no focus groups used apparently. Yeah, just any way to like edit. <laughs> like I think anyone w- should have and you know there someone brought up the point and I know um my good buddy is over at Doctrine and Devotion, not affiliated. Uh, they they talked about it uh, this morning on their pod, or the other day on their pod, which came out this morning. Good pod, by the way. I got a name drop. I always love it. It's always so shocking to me that they're like, yeah, Dean Lantini. And it's like, oh, cool. It's the best pod in the world. And sometimes they talk about me. That's kind of fun. Um, but they were talking, Joe brought up the point of someone on Twitter said if one woman <laughs> would have read this thing, they would have seen troubles. They would have Seen like some of the issues because they're more sensitive to that, and to that I completely agree. So I don't think a single woman probably read this in the editing process. Uh, Britt is here and says they will distan- uh, they will distance themselves from them when they didn't do their job in the beginning, but they will have uh, Brian Loritz at the TGC conference who grossly mishandled an abuse situation. <sighs> Yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about what they're willing to overlook in a little bit here. SARS is here. In defense of TGC, they have articles from a wide array of Christian viewpoints. Several websites, churches will only frame verses a certain way. I have read several perspectives from TGC articles. Yeah, there's there's a bunch. And sometimes it is hard to keep everything, you know, <laughs> outside the bounds of being crazy, you know? Like if you have that many people. And especially when you start getting into like some of the more like creative individuals, uh, you're going to come up with some stuff and you're going to have to edit. But I think that actually speaks against it in a way because they should be used to it by now. They should be used to like wrangling things in and making sure this is on, you know, on point and within the bounds of at least what TGC readers are used to. And then, you know, even more importantly, within the bounds of, you know, something called orthodoxy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, Jeremy says, Dean, we, we know. Ah, so hard. Dean, we all know it's your fault. He stepped down. Josh told me. That's interesting. I didn't know you were best friends with this guy who wrote Beautiful Union. See how I can twist that, Jeremy? <laughs> uh, hey, Alex. Alex is here. Great to join you. Awesome. Um, all right. So. Let's talk about some of the reactions to this thing. All right. So tweets were going like crazy and I want to evaluate some of the tweets that that were, that were sent. And then we'll look at an actual thread on it. Um, but we're, we're just going to look at some, some of them are interesting like this one from Tim Keller, you know, the namesake of the Keller center for cultural apologetics. He tweeted this shortly after things got like a little, a little heated on social media, and he said, "The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. Opponents must be gently instructed, in the hope that God will grant them repentance, that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will." Second Timothy two, interesting verse to just pop in there. Um, maybe it was just scheduled, um, but also. Seems a little like, mm, you guys all better behave. Y'all better behave. And I think that there is a good reminder in there, but it seems a little like pointed, like don't be talking about this, Uh, especially when it's like his thing, his name at least on it. Jersey Wilson, uh just put God loves you, Butler Josh, at Butler Josh, so Josh Butler. Um, I don't have any issues with these kind of things. Like this this is fine. You know, God does love Josh Butler. You know, I don't, I don't think that any of us are looking at Josh Butler and questioning whether he's a Christian. Um, but I, I also go like, okay, why don't you just text him that, you know, like, what is this? Like there's, there's a lot of people that are talking about virtue signaling with the outrage around this, this topic. I'll leave it alone. (laughs) I like Jared Wilson, uh, by the way, just saying, uh, I blanked out the name on this because I know that someone would be like, how dare you talk about me? Um, but this one was frustrating. I'll just be honest. Uh, Christian Twitter, and this is from someone who's connected with gospel coalition. Uh, Christian Twitter is frequently ridiculous. So much hand wringing and hyperbole So much faux outrage. Much of it is tribalism dressed up as something more profound. Um, This is the kind of stuff that makes me so frustrated when Christian leaders and people who have platforms attack people who are on just like a, uh, you know, a social media platform like Twitter. Uh, and basically say, like, you're all the same. It's monolithic. You know, that all of Christian Twitter is just dumb. Frequently ridiculous. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk about some things with Christian Twitter. Uh, Let's talk about, you know, I put up a tweet. Go follow me at Dean Lentini. And you can see the tweet. You know what? Junk. I'll just... I'll just open it up. <laughs> I could show you things. This is a video. This is a video podcast. That's nuts. Um, although I'm not signed in. Why well, am I might not signed in? Psh, what's going on? Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I can show you. All right. So I tweeted this. Um, I think it was March 4th. When was that? Saturday. Uh, hey, while folks are trashing Christian Twitter, let's remember what Christian Twitter has accomplished over the last few years. What's something that pops out to you? And just a bunch of people talking about all different kinds of things that have happened uh, because of Christian Twitter. People getting married, people finding you know some some uh, some people who are like minded during during you know what the last couple years. Um, when things were going on politically and they're, they're like, am I the only one who thinks like this? They found people who were like-minded on Twitter and then you take it. And I mean, there was real stuff that happened. I mean, like that's all real stuff too, but I mean like it impacted other people outside of Christian Twitter guys, the stuff that happened at Liberty with uh, Falwell junior and him going out. Why did that happen? Twitter like you could you can go through a huge list uh, of people that have been called out that that have the other people didn't care or at least they weren't saying anything status quo being changed because of Christian Twitter people that were so hypocritical and harming the name of Christ but no one else wanted to talk about it, and everyone else is like, just stay in your own lane. But here comes Christian Twitter to say, hey, that's that's not right. Like, that's not good. Is this the good representation of Jesus? And then stuff happening. And yeah, sometimes that means canceled. You know, that sometimes that means, oh, like they're going to lose their, their job. Is anyone upset that Jerry Falwell Jr. isn't the president of Liberty anymore? I'll wait is that is that anyone like there are great things that happen because of christian twitter so when i see stuff like this about it's frequently ridiculous you don't have to be here you don't have to be on twitter you know like you could you could leave you don't have to be there you can go back to facebook myspace i don't know is it still running but frequently ridiculous so much hand wringing and hyperbole so much faux outrage so essentially calling people liars you know it's not just about like the good that christian twitter has done it's also who it is christians is it is it not slander because you're saying everyone is liars and not saying that someone specific is a liar that's what faux means it means fake it means a lie so you, like someone who thinks like this, and I know that this isn't just one person. This a bunch of people who look at Christian Twitter and they're just like, oh, they're all fake and they just get mad at everything. Well, maybe they're upset because there's something actually wrong happening there. And Maybe you should think through that before just calling them liars. So much faux outrage, much of it is tribalism dressed up as something more profound. Maybe you just don't understand it. Maybe that could be that could be something there. But there, and it's not just people on Twitter. There are people who are not on Twitter, who are upset about this thing. You know, like I don't know, is there Facebook groups? I'm not on Facebook. I'm not 80 years old. Just kidding. <laughs> I know everyone has a Facebook except for me. I just got tired of it. Um, but th- like, they're not the only one though. We see people like. Very public individuals and people that I like, okay? Like it's not, on this show, when when I talk about something someone says, it's not because I hate them. You know, it's not because I want them canceled. It's not because I want them to be thrown off of Twitter. It could just be to talk about something that they said. So Brandon Smith, who is a Baptist and writer and a lot of people like him, uh, he said, Christians are sometimes the most vicious to one another. I've experienced this myself in recent months, and so have several friends. Frankly, it's sinful, obviously so, and it's most obvious to those uh, in those who lack the wisdom to distinguish between critique, correction, and division, slander. Now, I do think that there's some wisdom in this. Um, you know, there there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it, and there are people, certainly online, who are just always going for the throat, and no one is ever good enough, and Uh, you know, it's not just saying, oh, I disagree with someone. It's like that they, they, they need to be thrown out of the kingdom, you know, and like all that, all that kind of stuff. That's not what we do on this show. On this show, we talk about people, uh, what they're saying, what they're doing publicly. And, and we ask, is this good? Is this right? And we talk about it and we have conversations. Um, and a lot of people online are doing that exact thing, same thing. And they're saying, this is wrong. This, this thing was wrong. And, uh, a lot of people are just saying, well, stop, stop being quarrelsome. You know, you're being divisive and you're slandering because you're talking about this article. I don't appreciate that. Uh, and Dr. Jordan B. Cooper, who YouTube is constantly telling me that a lot of you guys watch. Um, I don't watch him because I'm a Baptist and I'm not a (laughs) Lutheran. Uh, (laughs) Uh, You know, you watch different denominations. I'm just saying. I don't really watch a lot of Christian stuff anyway. Uh, But Jordan Cooper says, the more you give the mob what they want, the more they'll push. Think about the uh, precedent you're setting, TGC. Was the article good? No, but the consequences of mob cancellation are worse. Is it? Is it worse? Is it worse for people to come together and say, this is wrong. Now, again, I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't people on the, on the fringes who went too far and said some things too harshly, and they were like, you know, this guy shouldn't be a pastor, this guy shouldn't be, you know, like whatever. I get that. But the vast majority of people that I saw interacting with this idea and this article and pushing for some change, they were just wanting this thing taken down again, and not asking like that he can't support his family anymore, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, like uh, uh, these people they, like you talk about hyperbole some of these people and they're like, oh, they just hate him. No actually, no one knows him they're just saying like this kind of thinking is wrong, one, because you know, you start talking about you know, how we talk about sex in the church and uh, the you know, how women interact with that is it's very Touchy, very, uh, like for, for this kind of stuff, the domination kind of stuff. I don't want to get back into the article too much, but like the domination stuff can be really harmful for women. But also for me as a theologian, I'm, I'm mostly concerned about that and how we talk about Jesus and belittling him and uh, being way too carnal about how we describe Jesus. I think that's a really important thing and i think most people on the internet were saying that and here's here's something i'm going to tell you that a lot of people won't all right mob twitter mobs which again like let's get this right when we think of a mob we think of unruly people who are just burning everything you think of like you know, a protest that goes completely wrong and has like riots and like it it becomes, you know, not so much about like the message that they were originally saying, it's about something else. And they're just like destructive and, you know, whatever, like that, that kind of a thing. Um, That's what a mob is. They just, they just want to, they just want to see somebody hang for this thing. You know, that's, that's a mob. Uh, These are Christians. The vast majority of these people are Christians. And they're simply saying this is wrong, and a lot of people just won't listen. They won't listen. All right. Um, there's a reason why Christian Twitter is the way it is, uh, because they they found some some people together that together they could have a voice, and I'm part of that. Like uh, I was on Christian Twitter before, uh, you know, the pandemic and all of that, and we we. We talked about things and it was good and I enjoy it. And I have a lot of friends uh, who are on Christian Twitter and constantly like people are talking down at, about them and talking just all kinds of garbage about about certain accounts and stuff like that. I know these people. They're good people. And the reason why they came together is because a lot of people marginalized them. And now together they have a voice. And without that voice, you know, because we're talking about a lot of people who have been hurt by the church um, in various ways, and they saw stuff that wasn't handled well, and nobody was speaking up for them. You know, the, the Christian authors, they're not talking about it. The guys over at this ministry, they're not talking about it. The guys over at that ministry, they're part of the problem you know like the, like that's the landscape of evangelicalism for a lot of these folks in on Christian Twitter and so they've been marginalized by all these people and they come together and now they have a voice together together <laughs> uh together apes strong right like from planet of the apes like we get together and all of a sudden we have a voice and we can talk about things and actually affect change and it's happened with with liberty with other places um Right now, at Grace Community Church, hey, Shepherds Conference is coming up this week. Should I, should I do a live reaction? I'm still asking. Let me know down in the chat whether you want a live reaction to MacArthur's opening session, at least. Um, the things going on at Grace Community Church are a direct effect of Christian Twitter. Did you know that? Like, yes, of course, is Julie Roy's, her writing and, and talking with people like Wendy Gway, like Eileen Gray, and uh, having these conversations with these survivors, and then publishing those things. Yes, it's that, but nobody cared, and it's sad. It's so sad that nobody cared. You didn't see the Gospel Coalition writing an article about that. You didn't see any of these big public pastors really talking about Julie Roy's articles. Maybe a few, some of the good guys every now and then would comment on something like it but it wasn't until christian twitter took julie roy's article her work her credible work some of you guys really need to apologize julie roy's calling her a blogger oh my goodness um but we we took that work and said see (laughs) and we just went everywhere see (laughs) like just put it in people's faces of these like big organizations just like look at this this is bad this is not good. And finally, somebody started listening. Han Cho, one of the elders there at Grace Community Church, listened. And it wasn't because, oh, Julie Royce wrote this article. It was because people on Christian Twitter were so loud about it that they heard it from their echo chamber at Grace Community Church and thought, oh, junk. People are mad. We need to look into this thing. And then Han Cho was like, yeah, it's true. And now people are beginning to really listen on what's been happening there at Grace Community Church. But that wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened if Han Cho wasn't there. And it wouldn't have happened if Christian Twitter wasn't here. And it wouldn't have happened if Julie Royce didn't write those articles. Yes, Christianity Today is the one who gets like the credit after, I guess. And, and I do appreciate them talking about it because it's adding to that voice. Right. But it's the reason why they decided to do that article is because Christian Twitter took Julia Roy's article and said, look at this. <laughs> like This is not good. But, you know, it's just a mob. It's just a mob. And they they're just out for people. And like, I just don't appreciate that. It's such a judging of people's motivations. Like maybe people have these these backgrounds that. Influence that. And yes, they have a passion for justice because of of what's happened in their own life or maybe what they've seen in their own church. But to judge people's motivations, just be like, they're just vicious. Why? Because they said this article is bad and this book shouldn't be published. Who's here going like Joshua Butler is a terrible human being? Like it sucks. I get it. Like I've had videos that you know I put out and people don't like them. And that sucks. You know, but you move on and it's part of the risk of doing anything publicly. Like me right now, turning on this camera, talking into this microphone. Isn't this a great microphone, by the way? Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> but like me talking here has a risk inherent within it because someone might take this. You know, the what is that dude? The sheepdog? No one of these dogs. It's not underdog. It's another dog. And, uh, you know, he doesn't like me. So he, he posts videos of me like whatever. That's the risk that I, that I take because I turned on the camera and started talking to you guys. When we go onto Twitter and we say something it's public when we have an article and we write it and it's public and you have a book that's coming out and it's public. Like, of course there's a risk of people being like, this is bad. It's like American Idol. Like sometimes, you know, someone's been told that they're such a good singer. And then they go out and they're like, <laughs> they're like butchering a Whitney Houston song on TV. And you're like, this is awful. And you like someone told them that they were good. And I kind of feel like that's what happened with this article. Like someone told Joshua Butler that this was good and that this book was going to be good. And no one told him, that's not, you don't sing so well on this one. Like choose a different song. (laughs) No one said that. And so that's what Christian Twitter said and something happened. And I think it's a good thing. Did I think, you know, everything had to happen the, the certain way that it did not necessarily, but, uh, I do count it as a win. Uh, like this, this was going to have influence guys. Like there were people who was, who was saying, I think it was Colin Hansen. I think it was like the, the main guy, the the head dude, the editor guy, or at least maybe, maybe now that Kim... I don't even know how everything works over there. But Colin Hansen was at least the main guy at TGC. And I think it was his um, little blurb, his... I don't know whether he read it or not, apparently. Um, but uh, his little blurb for the book was that it should be used for premarital counseling. Eb. Let's uh what can we do for that one? Let's let's do uh oh where is it? Oh, I don't have it on here. Where what? There it is. Ah, Finally, five minutes later, finding a sound effect. All right. I think that's about enough of that. Uh, but let's let's see what you guys have to say. Uh Sam says social media tends to bring out the narcissist in everyone. We don't need to know what everyone is thinking all the time. That's true. That's true. We don't need to know what everyone is thinking, but sometimes we need to know what other people are thinking and find out, you know, is this good? Is this bad? Am I alone on this? Um, Ed says, I don't understand not reading a whole book for which one is going to provide a public endorsement. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, just because you said like you didn't say I didn't read the book doesn't make it not a lie. All right that's what that's why I say i like people are going like is it wise and I'm going is it ethical <laughs> like, is, I think I think that's that's uh something going on um <laughs> but uh let's see Wendy's here and says exactly about the description of the thrice holy Jesus the Lord and Savior right like let's talk about Jesus in a reverent way. I don't think that's like such a crazy thing to say, but apparently that makes us so unloving so unloving all right let's head over mm what should we do first what segment should we do first let's go to let's go to penalty box penalty I you a real penalty Get out of my face man oh guys I got too many buttons too many buttons to push and all right let's uh let's let's see oh, I'm nervous for this one I don't remember what I put in here the other day <laughs> I know I did it but let's see First up Play is under review for a major or max penalty. Oh yeah. I forgot about this one. All right. Uh, so, you know, again, if you want to talk about mean stuff that people say on the internet, all right. Um, <laughs> like the guys who were like, Oh, cancel culture because people said they didn't like his article. Um, go look at my comments, <laughs> go look at my comments on my short videos and you'll see a lot worse. So, uh, here's Willie Golden. Who, uh, what is this? I'm sorry for the audio listeners, but like, what? He's he's driving something? Looks like a nice car, at least. At least Willie's got that going for himself. Uh, But, you know, just like the casual, just like, hey, you're a heretic. (sighs) I don't know. I don't think you know what that word means. Um, But thanks, Willie. Appreciate it. (laughs) Welcome to the penalty box. Uh, Let's see. Next up. We got some short ones. There's the whistle. There's no excuse there. He knows that whistle's been blown. Oh yeah, this was an interesting one. Uh, So on my video about Francis Chan and him basically being okay with Roman Catholics and saying that all Roman Catholics are Christians, and me saying like maybe that's confusing and maybe you shouldn't be saying that. Uh, Apparently that was very mean. You can go and look at the comments on that one. Uh, That's one of the ones I just kind of abandoned it and just leave it. It's a barren wasteland. It's just like people are just going crazy in there. Uh, but uh, this is, uh, I don't even know the name, whatever. Uh, but this guy says, a peasant died building my house. What should I do? <laughs> oh, that's so humorous because I was talking about how the Roman Catholic Church is responsible for the death of thousands of peasants because they starved them because they took all their money for indulgences to where they couldn't feed themselves and their families because they were so concerned about their salvation. And that's how those beautiful cathedrals were built, or at least some of them. And, uh, so this is someone just belittling, you know, the Imago day, just people. They're just peasants. Oh, they died building my house. What should I do? That's the kind of stuff you can get from some Catholics, at least. Um, not very kind. Not very kind. All right. So they get into the penalty box. Let's see what's up. What's up with number three here? Two minor trip. Oh, oh a call. <laughs> uh, just another guy called me woke. Rob Roy. Bro, stop being woke. Make me. Make me. <laughs> you can guys just throw around that word. Uh, last one. The for a major or a match penalty. This is the one I told you guys about. I told you guys about this. Uh, I had to go back and try to find it. Um, but the Demon Slayers, all the Demon Slayer people, like they they just love this video. They just love it and they watch it and they're constantly getting all kinds of comments on it. Uh, but L.A. Summer says, Dude, why does your face look like a demon? Oh, man. Dang, uh, I don't. I don't think it looks like a demon. Do you guys think I look like a demon? I've got Mr. Bean before. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, probably on a good day, some people are like Jack Black, maybe, uh, which I take as like the highest compliment in the world, pun intended, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but a demon? Your face? Why your face look like a demon? Oh boy. Thanks, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for stopping by. And that's the penalty box today. Uh let's let's go over to Fundyville and you know get some encouragement. And
1: yeah, bring it on down to
0: Fundyville. All right, let's see, let's see what we got going on today.
1: But we need to understand where his bride. Mm. And he doesn't want to date. He wants what? his bride. Mm. And somewhere, somehow, we've got to get along with him and give him what he purchased with his own blood. <laughs> Our casual relationship is what's causing casualties in the ministry. And this is what's happened. All these guys doing their little flop out, drop out, compromising their music, taking their ties off, trying to be cool. And their casualness is causing casualties. Somewhere Ooh, you're going to have this deep relationship with God Almighty, understanding who he is and what he is, and not just what we can get from him. Hmm. We love to receive from his hand, but we do not want to seek his face. Down through the Word of God, it talks about if My people, which you're called by my name. And it talks about seeking His face. And that's what we got to do. Get, take time away from everything. If you're not careful, like? young preachers, people are going to be pulling you in every kind of way and some of the demands. And if you're not careful, it's going, to, it's going to strain you to the point where you're not going to walk with God because all you're doing is walking with man. You can't do both. Mm-hmm. You walk with God and then you help man as bad. And you. not wearing ties.
0: Yeah, that's what, that's what seeking His face looks like. Seeking His face looks like wearing a tie. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, that beginning kind of sounded like a certain article. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are read it. The Gospel Coalition had it up for a couple days. All right, let's. Uh, that's that's all I got for you today. That's this is show. You know, just kind of talking a little bit about what's going on with Christian Twitter and all of that, uh, guys. Just last time that I'll say it on Underdog Theology for a while. If you guys would like to support the show. Uh, The best way right now is to donate to my PayPal. A lot of you guys have done that. I'll be talking about everything that you guys have helped me with on the show uh, because all of it is going right back into this thing. And you guys have done like an amazing job already. But if anyone is out there who's like, yeah, man, I really like what you're doing. um, Maybe maybe think about, you know, not not getting starbucks and sending some some over here so we can uh you know improve some things and do some different things and i've got plans but anyways i appreciate you guys' time as always and uh, hit the like button on your way out and i will see you in the next one probably probably wednesday i'm thinking probably then i'll see you guys